0: Close your eyes for a moment. Now imagine you're away from it all. Beside a crystal clear mountain stream, the cool grass crunches underfoot. Take a deep breath and drink in the sound of water cascading over the stones as birds call out from above. A real paradise like this isn't easy to come by, but it does still exist. And with your help, places like this one can last forever. You see, The Nature Conservancy works locally with communities, businesses, and people like you to preserve the most precious natural places around the world. They protect the animals that live there, the plants that grow there, and even the water. That way, this beautiful place will be beautiful forever. And we'll make sure that closing your eyes will never be the only way to get there. I'm Paul Newman. Help The Nature Conservancy save the last great places.
1: Visit the Nature Conservancy at nature.org. That's nature.org. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. I want to give a special shout-out to Sheldon, who just celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday, Sheldon. I know he's in the studio in the other room. I hope he's listening. And uh, what else? Uh, If you'd like to find out about being a guest on the show, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E at org. Standing by to join us is Kevin Richards. He's founder of KNR Consulting Group. He's joining me to talk about why more Americans are not retiring. And he's also going to talk about teaching your kids about money, and perhaps for obviously college students here on the UCI campus, you want to learn about managing your money, investing money. uh, It's a great time to start early. So uh, without further ado, Kevin Richards. Good morning, Kevin.
2: Good morning, Jean. How are you?
1: Good. Thanks for calling in.
2: No problem at all. Thanks for having me.
1: So I wanted to ask you, first of all, how did you uh, land in the position you're in? How did you first get interested in becoming an investment advisor?
2: Well, good question. It's uh, through a series of events, really. My father-in-law was an avi- is an advisor out in Florida. That's where I'm from. It's actually Florida, mm-hmm. near St. Augustine Beach, Florida. And uh, just through different trial and errors of looking at different career opportunities, I wanted to find something I thought would help people and, and actually make a difference, not just selling cars or, or TVs out there, but sure. making something where you, you made people's lives better and, and hopefully fulfilled their, their goals of retiring at an earlier age and and knowing how to plan for their future financial needs. So it's it's very satisfactory, and I've loved it for almost 10 years now I've been doing this.
1: That's great. And yeah. we had talked off-air about how, you know, at what age would you suggest maybe teaching kids, and how, how do you go about doing that?
2: Now that's a good question. There's a lot of different uh, approaches, and based on their ages, of course. I have a daughter who's uh, turning 6 in September. Mm-hmm. so Her approach and what I teach her is a lot different than, of course, somebody who's, Getting their first job at 15 or 16 years old, but I mean the main thing I really was stress is the the power of compounding interest, which simply means money working for itself or money growing um, on top of itself every year. Mm-hmm. And once a person understands that, whether they're 15 years old or 45 years old, I think they start realizing the importance of setting aside even small amounts of dollars, $50, $100 a week. You you be surprised at what that amount will grow to. In a matter of just 10 to 20 years, you know, you you'd be amazed at how much can be built up on a, just simple basic math of putting into an account that earns, let's just say, an assumed rate of return of, of 8%. Here's some, I'll give you an example if you okay. want me to get into this. There's, yeah. If a person sets aside, let's say, $350 a month in an account that's not taxed, which there are different types of accounts like that, and an assumed rate of return of 8% in a matter of 20 years, they're going to have accumulated over $200,000. Wow. That's just setting aside $350 a month. And, of course, the more you set aside, the more the number grows. But, you know, those dollars make it a little bit more attractive and appealing to say, you know, what, I'll, I'll forego my my uh, third Gucci purse or my right. eighth cup of coffee for the day for yes. those kind of savings. Yes. The, Amazing what that can, how that will change your whole goals in, in life, really.
1: Now, I know this is going to date me, but um, when I was little, we would throw money in a savings account. But now, savings accounts don't really grow your money.
2: True. And that's where you need a, a good investment advisor to guide you on where to put the money, because saving mm-hmm. it is one thing, which is, of course, a nice thing to do. But now, where do you put it? Yes. Invest it, slash, to get it to where it would actually grow, not just sit there and, like you just mentioned, earn very little or or no returns. Yes. So that's where you need guidance, of course, and there's a lot of factors in where you put it from there. But, yes, that's what we do.
1: And are there some safe places for people to put money? Because some people think, oh, you know, I don't want to take risks and lose all my money.
2: Yeah, there are. And, again, that's where if your age is and your liquidity is coming up in play there. That means how much extra money you have
1: Mm
2: -hmm. set aside those factors really come into play where I would guide somebody and where to invest their money so as to not lose their principal but still grow it safely above, you know, first goal is above inflation, let's just call it 3%. Uh, Yeah, there are different options out there that I like for for somebody who's close to retiring. I would highly recommend different annuities as an example that are very safe but protect your principal and still have good growth potentials. So, yeah, that's that is that is a whole topic right there in itself. Yeah. But in general, yeah, there are very very smart options that usually aren't not known to the average guy, nor does the bank tell you about them because the bank pretty much wants you to get a savings, checking, and possibly a CD there. But there's more advanced accounts I call them that that we do and would guide people on to grow their money better.
1: And I know it's hard for kids to get their brain wrapped around, you know, let's say they get a check. Uh, for, you know, uh, graduation, whatever it is, and, and their parents say, well, we should put it in the bank, and the kid's thinking, well, I want to go buy clothes. <laughs> <I>
2: mean, <laughs> right.
1: You know, but it's important to take some of that, teach them, I think, to take some of that and put that away.
2: Right. And that's, that, that was kind of a little point about if I showed you that your money would turn into over 200000 just by saving 70 $80 a week, you know, you start to get a little bit more motivated, I think, to know that, wow, I could actually have a really nice set aside, a nice, you know, uh, retirement account, call it, or even just an account to buy a house in 20 years. That would usually motivate people a lot more than just saying, okay, great, I saved $80 a week and and I have nothing more to show for it except very little growth. That's not exciting. But when you can really see a growth account, know that your money will potentially double and triple every every, uh, 10 years, that becomes way more appealing, you know?
1: Sure. Is it, is it difficult to teach kids? I mean, what age would you say we start teaching kids about, you know, understanding about money? This age, you know, or like your daughter's six, but maybe 10? I mean, what, what age?
2: Yeah, I, I would say as a general rule, someone's about 10 years old. Like i yeah. for instance, my daughter, I'm, I have play dollars, like dollar bills that are fake, mm-hmm. but we're kind of giving an exchange where she does something good. I give her a, a fake dollar and then she gets to use that to help Buy a toy at Toys R Us, or buy something of its nature. So she's understanding the value of exchange, which means she does something for the family, and in return she earns—call it coins, points, dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. I call them
2: dollars. So she sees that's valuable, like, like mommy's and daddy's dollars okay. in our wa- our wallet. So that stage is the very you know kind of like the early points that to educate just the value of exchange. Then yes. as they get older, I'd say ten they can start understanding the, the value of, of money growing, and like just basic, basic math and right. compounding interest. Those aren't too difficult to understand. Even at age 10, I think they start getting their wits around it. And it, it's good habits to start at early age, in my opinion.
1: Right. I mean, even giving your kids chores to do. I remember being uh, 14 and going out mowing lawns and making quite a bit of money and, you know, earning cash. But still, uh, at a young age, having those little jobs, earning money, putting it aside, things like that.
2: Oh, it's huge, and again, it puts in to me and instills the good values that you're not just given these dollars for for the heck of it. You have to earn them, and that's what life teaches us: we have to earn our living, earn our dollars, as much as some, and Orange County, especially, a lot of feelings of a lot of wealth. I think they tend to make the mistake of just handing out their their wealth to their kids without instilling the values of exchange and producing something of of importance. You know, those are. Principles. that I, I don't care how much money you have. You need to have instilled in in your family because it's what's going to last in their whole life. You know.
1: Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I have to share this. Um, my dad used to um, make women's clothing, and so we would. He would take me shopping when I was young, and he'd say, "Oh, that shirt's not worth, you know, let's say twenty dollars. It's yeah. only, it only is worth about a dollar fifty because that's all it cost them to make it. And back then, right. I thought, "Oh, please, not again. I have to hear the same story." <laughs> But it's true. When you go shopping now, I look at things and study things. I think, oh, that's not worth the. That's because of the name on the tag. So I'm trying to teach my kids to be savvy. Right. You know, it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah,
2: I agree. It is. But we got to try. Right. <laughs> that's the goal.
1: Now, what Absolutely. advice? What advice would you give uh, college aid students? Because uh, right now you're tuned to the uh, UCI campus, and right. we've got uh, a lot of college students here. So, what advice would you give people that? you know, they don't have any experience managing money or they're intimidated by it.
2: Well, I'd first tell them to learn about this term called a Roth IRA, and that's a simple word. It's an account where you can set aside money, let's just say $5,000 a year, and you get a deduction on that in most cases off of your taxes. If you have a job, even a part-time college job, you can potentially save quite a bit of dollars just in today's taxes, but the benefit of that account is that when you do decide to pull the money out when you're retired? Let's just say you're fifty-nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Those dollars you've been putting aside for all these years are now tax-free uh, dollars to use as you wish, and you're getting a benefit today, which is again do- a tax dollar saved today is more than just one dollar. It's quite a bit more. Um, so when you understand that value that it brings to any age person, especially if somebody starting out in college, they really understand the importance of it, and then they they start getting motivated because they see that they're just getting a benefit right now from tax dollars saved. And when they do pull the money out at a later date, they're going to really be happy they did this because now they've got a larger account with zero taxes coming out as you withdraw it and spend it. Sure. So that's something I'd, I'm a fan of. Everybody who's, whatever their ages are, really, if you're working, you should have, in my opinion, a Roth IRA mm-hmm. as long as you qualify. Um, but it's, those kind of topics would be a starting point and just put it on an automatic basis, meaning withdraw your money yes. into this account, you know, direct deposit it uh, on a monthly level where you don't see it. Because like, right. we're human, if I have $100 in my account, I'll probably spend it. But if it's sure. taken out automatically and I don't see it, but I know it's being being uh, put somewhere to good use, then that's a, a really good habit to get into.
1: Yeah. For people that are having problems, um, you know, they're spending too much or they they have too many habits. Would you say maybe keep a log of, oh, I, this week I went to Starbucks and this, I did this, and does that help?
2: It does, but I find it's very uh, time-consuming, and a lot of folks don't do it. Mm-hmm. You're super correct on that point about it's, uh, it's a valuable thing. Sure, I'd love to have everybody write down a budget and see how much they are spending on on their Starbucks or their uh, unneeded clothes or whatever it may be. You yes. know, It does open your eyes. Um, yeah. I tend to just put in the basis of look, let's do your basic points of here's what you spend on your electricity, your rent, your food, um, and then at that point, set aside an automatic withdrawal of, of a percentage of your income that you know you should be able to do every single month, and stick to that and make the rest work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know you'll we'll just get into bad habits of spending on things you don't really need, and the, the ten Starbucks a week or whatever you may do. Sure, you know. But you're right, it's a, it's a good approach, at least to do it once. We all should do it, whether you're 18 or you're 50 years old. Yes. A budget does shine a light on what's really going on, whether it's you know the wife spending too much money or the husband spending too much money. Right,
1: or, or that teenager yeah. that you handed money to, and they're like, can I have some more? Where did it, where did it go? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, boy, I
1: know. That's, yep, just you common. wait, you're just right. you wait. If you're just yeah. tuning in, we're talking with Kevin Richards. He's with KNR Consulting here in Orange County. Um, so there was a recent Bloomberg article on people working past 65, and uh, there are some issues, very interesting issues. I mean, why is it that people are working past 65?
2: Yeah, there's a several points, really. But uh, for our audience, if they're college-aged, I mean, really, it's a few points. One is right now we're living longer, so Social Security isn't really, for Orange County especially, providing enough income to where you can actually keep the lifestyle that we're all pretty much accustomed to out here. And, I don't mean, the the elaborate fancy cars, but just basic, you know, comfortable living, it's not enough. So you have to truly work um, and save, it's more important, uh, for a lot more years than you expected to. You know, that's what we're kind of running into. I think it's over 20% now Mm -hmm. of all uh, folks that are over 65 are still working in the country. And... um, they a lot of them do it because they want to do it because they actually enjoy their job, which is kind of a funny thought, but they are you know finding that work does have value, I think it's got value um, from a standpoint of giving you purpose to giving you positive stress, which means reasons to get up in the morning you know and a kind of a reason to live, so to speak yes. so it it 's really a lot of combination of all the above um, folks don't save money by by stats, not a lot of people are actually saving. Um, much, if anything, and there are 401 ks or IRAs and then they wake up one day and they're sixty some odd years old and they go holy moly i can't properly uh, i can't pay for my lifestyle I didn't save enough, and i'm banking on social security and how much is that going to be and right so it really it's a uh, that's why I stress this to anybody who's listening out there who's college aged or or below fifty years old that you're you're really gonna start confronting the reality that You have to take control of your own future retirement now it's not when you're 65 that's why they're still working those folks because they didn't think about this in their 20s 30s and 40s Mm -hmm. you know so if you name it meaning put a goal there i'm a big fan of naming your future goals what is the lifestyle you want to have when you're 50 when you're 60 if you describe that right now put a dollar rough rough dollar value to what that would need to create that lifestyle, well, now you can work backwards. If, if you know you need to have a million dollars saved when you're 65 years old, well, I can tell you right now what you need to start saving and how you need to invest it because it happens now. It doesn't happen 20 years from today, right. you know, unless you win the lottery. So, yes. Um, yeah, I, I just say, look, put a name, named target. We all should have goals, but I don't just say goals like be successful, make a lot of money. That, that's not a goal. That's right. a generality. You should name it. I want to have X, Y, and Z in my account. I want to own this house. I want to have two kids and live in, you know, Laguna Beach or mm-hmm. wherever it is you want to do. You have to put a named, actual, clearly yes. spelled out picture of what that looks like because then you can work backwards.
1: And be you know? realistic.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got it.
1: My husband and I always talk about how winning the lottery is definitely not, you know, uh, bliss when you, right. when you really think about it. I mean, it it can change your life for the worse. Yeah,
0: <laughs> very true.
2: Many of them are bankrupt. I think within, I forget the stats, but it's within five years. Uh, those that take the lump sum uh, payouts are are bankrupt within a very short amount of time. And I want to say five years, but it's it's not long. It's uh, awesome. sad because they, they didn't learn the basics of what we're talking about now. They didn't really get proper guidance and sit down with a financial planner and sit down with somebody who can really show them these points that we're going over and show them what they need to plan out. And let's paint that picture for the future and what you need to do today so that it, it can, it can happen. Otherwise yeah. it won't happen. You know,
1: I find it interesting. There's a big thing right now where people are living in these teeny tiny homes Yeah. Um, and people can be really happy having a minimalistic life. I mean, sure. you know, it, but, We get we get very uh, caught up on having a lot of things.
2: Yeah, no, I and that's true. It isn't always about money, but to me, it also it is about what you find important. So, I may be happy a little house, you know, in in the the hills or you know whatever may be. But I think the beauty of this country and I mean being alive today, we have the opportunity to create whatever we want to create for the future. So, if if you're the type of person who's ambitious and wants lofty goals and has those lofty goals, I'm all for that. You know, I'm, whatever that may be, it's, if it excites you and, and uh, makes you really excited about working, great, name it. I I don't lean towards the, the kind of like self-deprecating um, uh, or lowering your abilities just because it seems easier. No, I, I like to live life to the fullest. And that doesn't mean having fancy watches and Lamborghinis. It means. Sure really naming out what I want to do, whether it's traveling. I'm a big philanthropist myself. I try to give back quite a bit to um, educational charities, and it's something that drives me and excites me, and, and traveling the world excites me. So that that's,
1: that's for me, mean. I don't
2: need to have the fancy other items. But for some people, they may want the fancy things. Whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it, it's, it starts with naming it yourself, confronting your own, what what drives you and motivates you. And we're all different, we're all yes. different. Goals. but if you don't name those goals, it doesn't. It just it's like a leaf in the wind. Good luck in reaching where you're trying to go.
1: Right. Now, do you give lectures around Orange County or workshops?
2: I do. We do a lot of seminars um, all throughout from you know, Irvine down to we're in Laguna Niguel, our corporate office down uh, mm-hmm. here. But yeah, we do various topics. I actually do college planning talks to oh, where we cool. have uh, high school aged or younger kids and families on what they need to do financially. Uh, and I don't just mean save, but there are strategies that folks can do who are about to go into college. And I say this, meaning sophomore, junior year in high school, where mm-hmm. the families need to do certain strategies so they can get a higher chance and higher probability of getting a lower tuition and/or grants from schools by doing certain mm-hmm. strategies. Again, I, I call it college planning, yes. where they can still have their assets and their wealth, but if they do a certain way, certain titling of the accounts and certain. Um, again there's strategies involved in it they can get or have a high chance of getting a lowered tuition and/or grants so we do a lot of that and that may be a more fitting topic to your audience and, and who you're, you have as a demographic but um, we do those topics all the way up to seniors who want to learn how to maximize social security that's mm-hmm. the other that's the other specialty is folks that are looking at retiring do I retire this year next year how do I do it well, that 's our other area that we work on is how do I get the most out of Social Security, and what what do you do with your four hundred and one k so you don't lose a lot of it from taxes or because of stock market losses? Sure. Um, those are areas that we do at least twice a week. I'll be out there doing a talk somewhere, so it's it's definitely fun a uh, fun topic for us to go over. We love it.
1: Well, I like the one about college because my daughter is uh, in high school, and okay. uh, I went to Syracuse and I had uh, grants and I had student yeah. loans and. Um, you know, I help pay for those loans, and I worked, right. and, and I want to. That's something that's definitely relevant to me, and I have friends are in the same boat. So oh. um, that might be something. So if people want to find out more about that, would they just con- send you an email? T- at uh, The email I was given, Kevin, at knrconsultinggroup.com?
2: Yes, that'd be ideal. They could also go to our website, which they can see all this. Uh, and, of course, the website is very similar. It's knrconsultinggroup.com. Okay. And um we're again we're our local, so folks can go on the website, they'll have all of our contact information there and see more about what we do and, and all the services we provide. So that would be a very easy step to do I think.
1: That's great. Yeah. So it sounds like gosh you could have a book on all of this.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's actually in my uh my my target list right now. So I'm actually working on one so it's Oh good. Having said that we're Early early stages, but it's uh yes thank you it's, it's gonna be fun it's a, it's a project <laughs>
1: yeah because there's so many stages obviously we talked about young kids the, the value of a dollar and uh, right working way up to you know college age kids and the same thing if, if there are any students listening from UCI or beyond and they have right. questions they can again just send you an email or are you also yeah. on Facebook or
2: well, I'm also on Facebook same uh title if you they uh, did that at the K N R Consulting Group. That's okay. our Facebook page I'm sure. And the website is the same title and email is just my name, Kevin at Kn Consulting Group. But those are all spelled out.com. Okay. And yeah.
1: It's it's a very interesting time because a lot of people are working past sixty five. Why is that?
2: Yeah, and that's yeah again there there's there they have to. And in Orange okay. County a lot of these folks did not save at all. And when they're getting to the point where they're trying to hit that retirement button, they go, holy moly, we're not even near the level we need to be at in terms of our savings. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that, that market stock market crash that occurred back in 08, you know, it did rebound for a lot of folks. It, it still took a hit for uh, many of them that didn't plan that. And also now they realize, holy, they, holy moly, they can't pull out the same amount of money they thought they'd be able to pull out of their accounts, yeah. their 401Ks, and then they find out they're going back to work, and some are working until their 70s. And again, it's I, I don't think many of your listeners want to have to work in their 70s, unless they chose to, but I don't, yeah. myself being one, don't want to have to work unless yes. I want to. Yeah. And then, you know, but it starts with saving your your dollars now, saving mm-hmm. and growing them safely so you can't have that choice. Right. Otherwise, you're, you're not going to have that choice.
1: I actually have a friend uh, from high school. He retired at 49. I couldn't believe it. Wow, good for him. I know. He was very, very yeah. savvy so yeah i don't I like know i i might be bored <laughs> i mean i i i hope he's happy but um i would need a lot of different things going on to do that so
2: yeah i'm with you there too and i, I try to say even to clients of mine now that would have come in we uh, we have this talk a lot and i go we, i wouldn't suggest retiring even though you were able to retire mm-hmm. uh, unless you had a job or sorry, a purpose let's just say volunteer work something that has meaning not just golfing every day or, or watching soap operas all day long. Yes. I don't think it's healthy mentally or physically. And um, so unless you have a goal of some sort while you're in retirement, mm-hmm. whether it's traveling, whether it's spending time with your grandkids, taking them around the world, or, or something of that nature, I, I just see a lot of folks, sadly enough, a couple of my clients that did retire within five years, they passed away because they didn't oh, really have anything that got them, got them excited anymore, no positive stresses. And then you see a lot of... What they call gray divorce, which is empty oh, nesters wow. who, after the kids leave, they t- tend to have no other games, no other goals in life, and then uh, wake up one day and say, you know what, they they feel no more love for each other, and then mm-hmm. they break up, and then they get divorced at that age of sixties. You know, awesome. it's pretty sad to see, and it's it's really common if you look at the the stats and the trends. Yes, very very common right now. So. Yes. All that leads towards you need to have a goal, uh, meaning a purpose of okay. your daily day to day activities. Like you, you have a great radio show, and I think you could do this to your to your ninety if you wanted <laughs> to. <do>. So, um, <laughs> it's something like this really makes it makes life worthwhile, and yes. you know uh, you have to have value to your life to me. And that's what we agree. all should think of.
1: I got to tell you, I was giving a tour to the Girl Scouts over the weekend, uh-huh. and these cute little five year olds. I think that oldest was eleven. I thought this is great. I mean, I think yeah. they, they were so happy to come in here. Uh, there was another gentleman, Michael, who was doing a show, and we had them get on air and do the legal ID, and they were great and adorable. And I thought, this is what people will never forget. You know, these right. little kids will never forget this. So.
2: Yeah, I agree. I love that. That's, those are great stories.
1: Yeah. Well, we've got to wrap up, but I want to thank you so much for calling in. Again, uh, Kevin Richards from Ken- KNR Consulting and Wealth Management here in Orange County. And it's Kevin at knrconsultinggroup.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Perfect. Thanks so much for calling in. And uh, I'll have this up in my blog later on this afternoon.
2: Great. Thanks, you I appreciate your Great time. Talking.
1: Okay, take care. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Again, Kevin Richards with KNR Consulting and Wealth Management uh, joined us first half of the show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then Joan Benedict Steiger is calling in. You're listening to KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.